All right, everyone. Welcome back to episode five of the Bench Talk podcast featuring co-host myself, Joseph Parker, and my co-host, Dylan Moss. Dylan, how are we doing this weekend? We're doing good, Joey. The Cowboys, the Cowboys are winning as we speak. Uh, Carson Wentz is looking like a straight-up bum, which, you know, you have to just love. Yeah, so, for dude, just, you. Interception, Joey. Interception. Oh, Joe, it's an interception. Cowboys interception? Yep, Trayvon Diggs, number two, he's going to return it. Take it to the house, man. Come on. I thought the 30. Picked off Carson Wentz? Yeah, picked off Carson Wentz. Straight up ginger bum. Andy Dalton, <laughs> better ginger. Best ginger in the NFC East, Andy Dalton, I'm calling it. <laughs> stats don't lie, he's better than Carson Wentz. Andy Dalton has not thrown two interceptions against the Cowboys yet this year. <laughs> that's a – it's an ESPN stat right there, you know. LeBron James uh, has the most uh, time scoring over 30 points when eating uh, three bananas before the game and two steak sandwiches. <clears throat> I don't. I don't remember that one coming from ESPN, but I'm sure. I'm sure it's been there. Or you know, uh, uh, Aaron or uh, Tom Brady uh, most fourth quarter comebacks after chewing uh, bubble gum after the third quarter, you know, those types of things. That's that's being stat line right there. But as I was saying, it's about Sunday, 9 o'clock, so Sunday Night Football, Cowboys, Eagles. I'm sure before the year the NFL thought that was going to be a ripping matchup. And now yeah. – if, if it wasn't like a division rivalry game that like actually like somehow had meaning, this game probably would be televised anywhere on any time. Yeah, that's true. But it is a playoff battle, so – I guess NFC still counts as a football division in the National Football League. So, people, we uh, – I don't know about Dylan, but I have some uh, – what I feel are some pretty quality bench uh, bench moments of the week this week. So, I'm, I'm feeling excited about this podcast. Viewers, you'll have to let us know if you think it's as funny as I think it's going to be. But I think that, I think we're primed for a pretty decent podcast here. We've, we're just – Got some life stories. We've got some some sports stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I a lot of quality, honestly. Like this is this is good. All right, so we'll we'll just get into it. I know you guys. This is a segment you wait all week for, you listeners, you loyal listeners out there. The top five bench moments of the week. Dill, I think am, am I first this time or are you first this time? I think I think I'm first. I think I'll let, I'll let you go first. All right. Last Sunday. So uh, number one. I'm gonna go with the uh, the Bench Talk podcast. Uh, in case you remember, Joe, last time we made predictions about a Bears game, mm-hmm. we were terribly wrong. Uh, specifically, me. I tried to speak into existence what I needed to happen. That did not work. Um, you predicted that the Bears would win, and instead, it was it was just ridiculous. Yeah. So for those of you who don't remember, we're t- referencing the Bears versus the Rams on Monday Night Football last week. Bill and I both predicted the Bears win, and it was anemic. And, uh, you know, that brings me to a good point of the Bears today versus the New Orleans Saints. I don't know how – I'm going to use some clean language here. I don't know how the heck Nick Foles is still the starter with some of those balls that he throws because uh, I'm not going to get into it. The viewers, the listeners, if, if they want my opinion on this, go back to episode four. It wasn't a regular episode. It was just a Bears rant for you viewers. Cowboys, right? Yeah, so we won't we won't get into that, but yeah, our, our predictions: Bears versus Rams. Not 
Not what the fairy godmother would have wanted to see. Not, no, not who predicts the future. Not what the fortune tellers would have wanted to see. Or not. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Joe, I do have uh, something to say about that, though. You, you, in that episode, you did say that the Cowboys should just run the Wildcat with Zeke, and we've done it like four times today. Working? Yeah, and he gets like ten yards. It's pretty. It's pretty good. It's actually probably our most lethal weapon. So, well, like he's it. your best player. So, yeah. No, I don't know. <clears throat> Gucci, Gucci Danuki. Yeah. So. My number five bench moment of the week, the Bears were playing the Saints today, as I mentioned, and uh, Taysom Hill, Saints backup quarterback, as well as backup running back, as well as wide receiver. He does it all for him. Standing on the sidelines, I don't remember, as early in the game, and uh, one of his teammates comes out of the game after making a good play, and Dylan, as you and I know, as bench members, frequent bench members, when someone comes out of the game, has a bench guy, you raise your hand to give him a high five. and some, Yeah, sometimes you get left hanging. And that's exactly what happened to our boy Taysom Hill on national television. Taysom Hill, if you want to join the Bench Talk podcast to talk about this sadness, Dylan and I have been there many times. Yep, yep. Honestly, it, there's no, nothing hurts more than like missing out on a high on a high five. Or yeah, just, like, anything, you're just like, the like oh. comes off the field and they're mad about something, and it's like, and we try to give them a high five and they stand us up. It's like, bro, at least you're on the field. You're gonna stand yeah, up supporting you when we're sitting over here. That's pretty rude. Yeah, I mean, you're, we're sitting over here. It's kind of rude, you know. We're supposed to spend the last half hour watching you suck. <laughs> you do. That is that is what sometimes goes through the head of us bench people. But hey, we're all for the team here at the Bench Talk Podcast. Number four, Dylan, hit it. Uh, my number four is is Wisconsin Badger fans. For, for having false hope. Like, we thought this was the year. Everything was looking good. And for some reason, the, the Badger fans tend to do this thing where we just we just get super excited after one sign. We, we do it countless times. Uh, you know, Alex Hornibrook at one point was, was going to be a first-round draft pick. Uh, Brad Davidson in basketball was going to somehow lead us to a, a Big Ten or a, a national championship in basketball. Uh, we even, you know, we've done it before with Frank, with Frank Kaminsky and Sam Decker. We really thought we were going to win this year. Same thing. Graham Mertz is looking like the Heisman Trophy winner. And what happens? Uh, the season gets canceled. And I don't see as Badger fans, we should just know better. Good things do not happen to us. We do not get to win championships. We oh please, oh please. You guys have been in the Rose Bowl like three of the past five years. You've been in like – Have we won them? Have we won any, Joe? Good you've things been in multiple, You've been in multiple Big Ten title games. Your basketball team is in the NCAA tournament every year. You won the Big Ten in basketball. I mean, how can you sit here talking to an Illinois fan and say, oh, and I'm a Chicago sports fan and say, oh, what's bad? You shouldn't get our hopes up. Shut up. Win it, Joe. Joe, Joe, this is, this is my legit take, dude. We never win. We never win. We you never win. You never win. We like to hype up everything, but at least you know your place, Joe. You know Illinois is never going to be a have you ever watched, Have you ever watched Wisconsin football lose at home 63 to nothing to I? Because I, I watched yes, Joe, yes, Joe, but every, at least you know every year that you're not going to be one of the best teams. I always have hope. I always think it's going to happen. That was a terrible play. <laughs> 
you know, I, I we can relate. We're on different levels, but we can relate. That yeah, that's tough. Uh, well, with regards to your Frank Kaminsky comment, you guys made the national title game, so shut up. Hey, hey, hey. All right, my bench talk number four bench talk moment of the week. Um, those of you who go to Central will get this reference. I was at Central's uh, alternate food restaurant. It's called Fred's. And I got a chicken sandwich tonight. Just feeling a grilled chicken sandwich. And uh, I forgot that you have to ask for cheese and bacon with the grilled chicken sandwich. And I ordered a grilled chicken sandwich with only lettuce and tomato. Forgot to order cheese, forgot to order bacon. And I got my sandwich and was terribly confused until I looked at my receipt and realized that's all I asked for. Very disappointing. Amateur mistake on my part. A freshman move. That is, that is a freshman move. Get in the back of the bus, man. Yeah, that was uh, disappointed in myself tonight with that one. But we'll, we'll come back to Fred's better next time. And, uh, we'll You'll prepare your game plan. Yeah, I, I, now I know. Learn from my mistakes. All right, Bill. Number three, hit it. This way, ah, oh, you missed. Greg Zerline. Missed a field goal? Yeah, he just did. He's already, oh, I mean, he's made, uh, it looks like he was in the 50s, but he made a 62-yarder before today, so. Yeah, three for four, that's not bad. Terrible. Um, my number three, I'm going to give it to our good buddy, Kay Terrell from the, the Dutch Duos. So, uh I think we should preface this, Joe. Like when we say bench moments, we've been on the bench, so we we are fully aware of the, the pain that sometimes comes with this. But I think Kate plays, so you shouldn't really get offended. But I was listening to the uh, the their podcast where he said he kept trying to dunk it, and the coach just looked at him and said, "You're not going to dunk the ball. Stop trying yeah. to dunk the ball." But that, that's a pretty that's like a bench player thing. You try something cool, you're like, "Dude, I'm going to get this down. I'm going to show it to coach." <laughs> He's so impressed. And then you do it, and he just looks at you and goes, stop doing that. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Uh, Kate Terrell claims he's a high-flying leaper. Couldn't get the dunk to go down. And Coach Dalma, Central Men's Basketball Coach, just told him, you got to stop. And, Dill, I'm sure you and I, as bench warmers ourselves, have been there many times. You ever been there where you're like, all right, I'm going to show a coach that I'm capable of, like, doing something, like, impressive. And he just looks at you and, and just goes, that's not the type of player you are. You're the player that just does the simple things. No, oh, I did have a moment like that actually in practice last week. Uh, we were doing seven on seven and someone got hurt. So I, know, I was playing striker at the end of the scrimmage because we were like out of people. People are getting hurt at practice. And I get the ball one on two. And the center backs on the other team are Jake Coleman and Brant Mueller, two stud center backs. And I get the ball one on two. and I turn and I start dribbling at him about 30 yards from goal. And from the sideline, I immediately hear one of our coaches, can't remember who, just go, help him, help him, help him. Just absolutely zero confidence that I was going to dribble by them and get a shot off. I mean, I made a pass and because uh, at that point I was like, well, he really doesn't want me dribbling this, this ball at the defenders. So just get the ball. I'm not, talk, I'm not kidding. Within a second of me turning and facing up Brandon Jay, Help him! Help him! Support! I was like, oh, man, that hurts. <laughs> I, mean, in fact, I, I mean, I understand it. They're right. Brent Mueller, Jake Coleman, and two absolutely stud defenders. And I'm not exactly Lionel Messi when it comes to dribbling, but it just relates to this. And it was pretty funny after the fact. 
I remember, uh, like, one, some of my buddies our senior year of high school just joined, like, some church league basketball uh, between, like, a bunch of churches around the school. I've never played basketball before in my life. It's, like, 18 years old, first time playing basketball. And I remember shooting th- or trying to dribble. At one point, my, the coach just looked at me and goes, Dylan, you're not a dribbler. Just get the ball and pass it. <laughs> like, your job is to get rebounds. That's it. Get your butt in the paint. Yeah. Although you're not the only tall guy to, you know, hear that in their basketball career. So that one's okay, you know. Yeah, but it was just – I mean, we're in a church league game. It's a church league. Yeah, that's true. It is a church league. I was running the point. I just didn't want to pass the ball. And he just goes, dude, just pass the ball. That's not your job. Give my man Dylan the keys to the offense, man. That's tough. That's tough. I know. You see me. You see me in uh, intramurals. I, when I run the ball, I run the ball. It's fast. Oh, oh, it's uh, – those of you who haven't seen Dylan Moss take off – Grab a rebound, take off full court, look off everyone, and then shoot the ball after dribbling 94 feet. It is quite a spectacle. Those of you who are in the it doesn't go in very often. Like it's a spectacle. It is a behold. When the trains on the tracks, get out of the way, baby. Yeah, I was like, here's the thing. Like, it's not like you know the most coordinated, but it's quick. We're we're on offense quick. I'm oh. love fast pace. Transition. Yeah, you, you do move it up the, the court. I'll give you credit. Give you credit. So, oh, basketball team. We 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 overachieved for a couple of years. It was, it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was a good time. All right, Joe. Who's your number three? Number three will be um uh, Illinois football's quarterback situation this weekend. Okay. All coming off a massive beatdown to your University of Wisconsin Badgers. Starting quarterback Brandon Peters. Two days before the game, test positive for COVID is out for 21 days. Second stringer, Isaiah Williams, lives with the backup tight end, who also tested positive for COVID, out for 14 days. Third string quarterback, Matt Robinson, plays two drives and hurts his ankle and is done for the rest of the game. So in the middle of the first quarter against a Big Ten opponent, we were on our fourth string quarterback, who probably hadn't taken more than a day of reps the whole week. Probably not. For those, for those are my football fans out there. As far as I understand, like the starting quarterback in practice, 60, 70% of the reps, second string quarterback gets the other 30%. Third string quarterback might get a couple. I don't even know if they, they do. And we were on our fourth string quarterback three drives into that game. And the dude played well, other than the fact that, he missed like three handoffs turning the wrong way because obviously he didn't, you know, get the reps and practice. Doesn't know the plays. Yeah. Oh, my football put up a valiant fight this weekend, lost to the Purdue Boilermakers who are looking solid. And honestly, the fact that we had a four string quarterback, we lost by one touchdown. Not the worst performance in the world. But yeah, my football starting our four string quarterback next week, most likely. It's looking like another one of those seasons. Hey, I'm just saying, I mean, like, they, that kid probably walked into, like, practice for, like, three days, hung over, like, had no – absolutely no expectations of ever playing this entire year. He probably plays at another position, Joe. Is he not like – is he like – No, we, he, he, no, he's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He, he's got some arm talent. Like, he legit looks like if you give this guy reps for a whole summer, he'd be a competent big time starting quarterback because, like, when he had to make just, like, snap decisions with his arm, like – and, like, plays where the play broke down and he just had to rely on talent. He made good throws, but, like, he just also just fumbled a couple handoffs, threw some 
picks that was like it doesn't look like you're throwing the ball to your receivers very much in practice but yeah. tough stuff speaking of, which, speaking of which joe what does it so i just uh he a kid out of high school just recruit right now he's the number five like he's the number one athlete in college football what does that mean what do you like think that means does that just mean you like you're like they just don't know where to put you or like you play everywhere like you gotta i'm, have gonna, I'm gonna guess athlete means yeah, I don't know. You'd have to read specific reports. That could be quarterback, running back, receiver, linebacker, safety, corner, tight end. I'd rule out line. I'd rule out lineman, punter, and kicker. Yeah, I'm gonna guess probably quarterback. Like you're not gonna play quarterback. Yeah, I, you might be a high school quarterback, but you're not gonna play. Like they're obviously not. Yeah, I mean, if if they list you as an athlete, you're probably very athletic. I, I don't know. Those, who knows what the recruiting service is? I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing you're like a you're a mobile quarterback that also plays defense sometimes, and you just they're like you. Can't but might, but also might have the speed to play receiver or something. Yeah, I'm guessing they're just like they kind of look at you, and you're a mobile quarterback in high school that just runs probably every play and never looks to throw. So they're like, okay, well you can't play quarterback. So yeah, but you you also you wouldn't know what you're doing and you're very happy. That's probably an app description. All right. Okay, yeah. Look at us. Look at us. Yeah. Diagnosing high school talent. Yeah. Oh God. If you, uh, if you're looking for early rankings on uh, recruiting classes of Iowa uh, high school football stars, uh, talk to the bench talk podcast. We will be coming up with uh, stuff pretty quickly. <laughs> Start right, tweeting. Baby. Number two, hit it. Uh, my number two is um, my uncle. So, Joe, do you go do you go deer hunting at all? I have never shot a gun. Oh, okay. Well, I, like my family's pretty big into deer hunting, and we got like we this weekend we were fixing up our stands, getting ready for the uh, the upcoming season in Wisconsin, and so we're cleaning out shooting lanes, which is like you just kind of cut the trees in the woods. So, like if a deer pops up, you know you can like shoot there pretty like clean. And I'm helping my – I'm dragging the trees out of this area so the deer can walk in later. And all of a sudden, like, something hard falls on top of my head. And I'm like, what the heck is this? My uncle cut a tree, and it fell right on top of me. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't a big tree. It was a little tree. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a tree fell on top of my head. I was like, what the hell? Holy shit. So I don't know if lumberjacks have like benches, but I feel like that would be like something where the head lumberjack would be like, "Hey, uh, uncle, you're now on the sideline." Yeah, I think it's called you're fired. Yeah, maybe that's it. But yeah, so I got <laughs> I don't got have a tree chopped out on you. This, and that's only number two, man. I'm excited what your number one is. Oh my. Number, one, number one is is gonna be good. I mean, mm, getting a tree tree chopped down on your head. Wow. I mean, I also, yeah, I think we've got some killer top of the line this week because <clears throat> my number two, so I am, uh, for those of you who don't go to Central, you, you live with a roommate all four years in your dorm. And uh, so I'm in a suite, me and my roommate Jake share a bathroom with our other suite mates, my good friends Brant and Tony. And uh, today, Jake was in the bathroom running the sink and it about overflowed. Turns out, either Brant or Tony, neither will admit to it, but either Brant or Tony dumped mac and cheese down our bathroom sink drain, and now the drain is clogged and the water overflows, 
after about three to five seconds of running and the sink starts to overflow. That's kind of, honestly, I, I know I know what you're saying because those sinks those sinks are pretty bad. How do how do you even get the mac and cheese down into those sinks? It's the sink that has the yeah. The, you can't even. How do you even get the mac and cheese? To, you want to They would have had to been pushing the mac and cheese down into it. Yeah, I'm actually I'm honestly impressed that they even got the mac and cheese in there to clog it. That's fun. That that that's like they had to consciously whoever did it like had to like consciously shove noodles down your your yeah oh my god it's it's an even bigger problem because our bathroom is just messed up in general the 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 shower water won't get warm unless we run the sink's hot water so now we can't run the sink's hot water because cold showers so we can't take cold the the water pressure in our shower was so bad we had to put in a work order to get it fixed and it started dropping again that's not good Joe. north 101 and 102 ain't hot Compounded by the fact that my sweet mates are dumping, dumping mac and cheese down the drain. When we have a garbage count, I shit you not, three feet outside of the bathroom. I don't know why this isn't number one, but it's not. It's number two. It's number two. And this would be number one about any other week, man. Oh my! I think this is a this is a good week for bench bumps. I mean, we got dropping a tree on on my head in your in your bathroom being. Completely wrecked at number twos. And then I walk in the room. I was like, all right, so like, which one of you did this? Like, what's down there? Oh, it wasn't me. Oh, it wasn't me. Well, who was it? Oh, I don't know. I bet, I bet maybe someone, maybe someone just came and screwed up. No, we, we would have heard him. We were in our room the whole weekend. We weren't doing anything. Mm, all right. Well, that's pretty. Okay. Tough, uh, tough, tough stuff. <laughs> Well, uh, Joey, my my number one is is Chris Collinsworth's uh, commentary on this on this Eagles Cowboys game. So, I, are you watching? I'm assuming you're not. No, I'm in the library. He has uh, compared Ben DiNucci, third stringer drafted out of James Madison from the seventh pick or the seventh round of last year's draft. And he has compared him to Patrick Mahomes probably like four times, uh, solely because Ben DiNucci likes to throw the ball sidearm, which is also like a legendary bench type attitude where he's like, "Hey, this is probably like my one to three chances to star in the NFL." So he's like, "Screw it, man! Here's the kitchen sink," and he's just yeah, like, let's 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 sling that ball, baby. Yeah, he's just looking at. It. He goes, you know what, dude? I'm just gonna throw the ball. I'm just gonna throw the ball any way I want. And he's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna thrive. He's like, hey, coach, watch this. Throws it like underhand. If he doesn't throw an underhand ball, I'm gonna almost cry. Hey, there's, there's time left in the game. It's possible. Yeah, and he, he's honestly not. He doesn't look that bad. Like, granted, it's the Eagles, and um, yeah, he's not doing. He's not doing great. But I would, I would say. I've seen worse quarterbacks for the Cowboys or in the NFL. <laughs> I don't think he's thrown the ball to Amari Cooper yet, which is kind of disappointing, like fancy wise. But like he's he he moves the ball. He's he's kind of exciting to watch, which I feel like he's just like that. He's like that kid. I don't know if your high school ever had it, but I had a couple. You have a couple where it's like you want them to get in the game so they can just. Like you, they don't normally play, so you want to get the score super high so they can play. I feel like that's what I'm watching right now. <laughs> like there oh, were, just, 
we're like, dude, just get in there because like he's got to do something crazy. But and he is, he's just kind of. It's like it's like he's playing Patty Mahomes esque, baby. Patty Mahomes esque. Backyard, he's playing backyard football for America's team, and apparently he's like the he's like the knockoff version of Patrick Mahomes. Life, yeah. And I think we can take a moment to our listeners' life lesson. If you get your shot, commit to it to the fullest. Don't go in there scared. You're the third-string quarterback. Go in there and throw some sidearm passes, baby. Yeah, I just think, like, okay, so Ben, so ben DiNucci plays bad this game. Guess what? Like, he's the third stringer. Who really cares? But he's he's living his moment. I appreciate it. As a, as a Cowboys fan, he's giving me a little bit of hope today or just a little bit more enjoyment, I should say. It's working hard. Yeah. All right, Joe, who's your number one? My number one bench talk moment of the week. For those of you who uh, watch the Bears, which I'm guessing is a good portion of you, or just are on Twitter and probably saw this, Bears, I want to say he's our fourth or fifth receiver. Bears receiver Javon Williams today, I think he was in the second quarter. Maybe he's in the third. I think he was in the second. I can't remember. I've kind of blocked the game from my memory. But Bears receiver Javon Williams in the middle, after the end of just some mundane play, just runs onto the field over to a Saints cornerback, rips off the guy's chain, and then punches him in the helmet, realizes his punch to the helmet didn't do, have an effect, so tries to punch the Saints corner in the helmet again. This is a bench talk moment for two reasons. One, you're going to cost your team 15 yards. Oh, wait, more than 15 yards? Well, it's an unsportsmanlike coming. Projected from the game. Also, like the the Saints corner, like may have accidentally cheaped. It didn't even look bad. I think he may have hit Anthony Miller later in a bad spot or something. It wasn't even that bad. I can't even remember what he did. It just next thing I know, Javon Williams is punching a Saints corner in the helmet. Two. Why are you punching someone in the helmet? I've never. I've always wondered that. Why? I feel like you're more likely to break your hand than like do any damage to him. Yeah, I don't know why Why you – like, what process in the head where do you go, hey, that guy's wearing uh, an object on top of his head that's designed to stop concussions from a running man full-on blitz tackle, and I'm just going to punch it. And yeah. It's- yeah, and it, listeners, if, you, if you'll excuse my, my, my expletives from Rome for a moment – I don't know what, in, in, to summarize, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, but it was dumb. At the same point, dude, you got to appreciate it because that's a bench move. Like, if you're on the bench, like, again, your job is probably to uh, be a Stick up for your teammates, yeah. And protect, uh, and protect the teammates. So, at the same point, I respect it. Yeah. I, I, I respect it, too, just question punching the helmet and also costing us yards. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of swung momentum a little bit, but yeah, it wasn't great. Um, just I, on a on another note, uh, with the Ben Genucci cheap man's Patrick Mahomes, uh, he did just run for a first down, and it was like very slow, like <laughs> fast. Wasn't moving. No, he's he has to pick up the plow a little bit. The iron legs are the iron. Hey, you- you and I know what that feels like. You know, you take off and, uh, you know, we, you get where you're going. But, uh, you know, sometimes it feels like you got a, you got a trailer behind you. Dude, doesn't it suck when you're giving it, like, the business? You're running as hard as you can and someone just catches you very easily. Mm-hmm. 
Like that's it, that's always a little bit of like a gut check. I don't know. No, I know you and I know that feeling. <laughs> All right. All right, Joe. My question of the week, unless you Ooh. have anything uh, else to talk about. Nah, let's hear it. All right. What team is not like one of the teams you support, but what's like a team you have a soft spot for where you're always like, guy, I kind of hope they do good. Hmm. Teams that I have a soft spot for. Um, well, not not a lot of listeners. This will buy me some time. Not a lot of listeners are will know this, but uh my buddy Brandt is a fan of West Ham United. And uh, you know, they struggle and I and he, you know, I just they're, they're not always the greatest. I, I, I feel like I kind of talked him into supporting the Premier League, and then he picked West Ham, and it's been a struggle. So I'll always root for West Ham. Um, with regards to mainstream sports, I'd say in the NBA, right now the Portland Trailblazers, Dame Lillard, I love him. So that, that was probably my two. How about you? Um, I don't really, I don't really cheer for another team in in the prem, so I guess I can't can't back up your claim to that. Uh, college wise, I've always been a Notre Dame fan. Oh God! Joy, my high school, Joy, my high school was the Irish. We had the same logo as Notre Dame. It's just like you gotta. So I do, and they had that one year in uh, in the March Madness tournament. Where it was like Pat Connington and like uh, Jamal Grant, you remember them? Oh, the year that uh, they almost beat the Kentucky team that Wisconsin beat. Yeah, like yeah. they had like I just remember that team was fun to watch, so that kind of helped. I mean, their football is is whatever. But I'll root for Notre Dame basketball, Notre Dame football. Is they're okay? And then uh, I guess like. Eh. In the NBA, I just like Devin Booker, so I grabbed the Suns. From that's my that's respectful. That's respectful. And then, like, I guess in I guess in football, I just feel like the Bills, like, are such a, like the opposite of like the Cowboys. So I kind of cheer for them. Like, they're just like this team that's probably no one outside of Buffalo actually cheers for, or like Upper New York. So I kind of just have a soft spot for them. And they lost four straight Super Bowls. If you're still a fan of that team, like you are, you are a champ. Yeah, that, that that's a quality. Your yours are better than mine. That's quality. I mean, Joe, you can't really have better. It's it's a, it's a it's an opinion. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, yeah, I I guess okay. This might hurt. Like if Zeke doesn't get this, all right, come on, give it to him. It's it's there. Dude, it's a terrible call, ref. Struggles of the Cowboys fans, my friends. Dude, the worst the worst part is like the the defensive coordinator he's been at Jim Schwartz, I think it's still Jim Schwartz looks like him, but he's he's just a hateable figure. Okay, second question of the week, Joe. Who's someone you just hate in sports? Like you never wanted to do good. Dabo Sweeney, coach of because every time they have a post game interview and when they win a big game, you know, God bless it's uh you know God blessed us with the ability to uh, win this this game today. God doesn't give a shit who wins in sports, man. Shut up. <laughs> Mine's Eli Manning, dude. I hate Eli Manning. I don't care. Really? Oh, Eli Manning had my soft spot for a while. 
Oh my god, dude! Eli Manning's is a poor, he's a poor man's Tony Romo. All right, like Tony right. Romo was twice because the quarterback. He beat my my previously hated, most hated person, Bill Belichick slash Tom Brady in two Super Bowls. Ah, uh, dude, no. Eli Manning's Eli always Eli had Manning. that soft spot for me. I hate Eli Manning. This whole like Eli Manning was never a good quarterback. He had two good play postseason runs. All right? Oh, oh, you know what? We we won't get into this because we're taking up enough time with our listeners, but. What a, I dis I strongly disagree with your statements here, sir. Oh Jesus! All right, well we'll get into this next week. We'll continue it after I can formulate a great argument. That oh, mine will be better. Prove it. You worry. All right, Joe. What do the viewers got to look forward to us talking about next week? Um, probably the same stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll have some more great bench moments. One week left of soccer practice. I'm sure something funny will happen. Uh, yeah, haven't heard a whole lot of stories from the from the central. Uh, just a lot of injuries. Hasn't really been funny. It's just been really unfortunate. But bad actually. Hopefully everyone's uh, staying healthy. Um, let's see. Some more Bears disappointment. I don't know, Dale. I don't really, you know, kind of like this podcast. When we come and talk, we don't have a plan. I don't have a plan for next week. You know, I think that's the beauty of this podcast. We just we go about a week and whatever pops into our head. That is that is considered for our segments and what we're going to talk about. So I would just say for our viewers, what you're going to look forward to, just more of the spontaneity of this podcast. And you'll be laughing again next week, I feel like. Yeah, we're pretty funny. I think we've, I think we've, I think we've uh, really hit that point of the podcast. You know, maybe not a great content, probably pretty poor editing, uh, general, like, podcasting. Well, zero, like, zero, zero editing. <laughs> yeah, something like, we're pretty, we're pretty average, uh, uh, what you would call part-time podcasters, but full-time comedians, so. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, yeah, check us out next week. Uh, if you have friends or family who you think, listeners, if you have friends or family who you think would like to listen to this podcast, we obviously appreciate the support. If there's anything you'd like to see on this podcast, change new segment ideas in general, uh, tweet uh, the podcast or Dylan or I or DMS or text us or Snapchat. Just get email, uh, carrier pigeon, anything. We'd love to hear your guys' feedback. Yeah, I definitely would. Uh, I would appreciate a good telegram. <laughs> Some Morse code. All right, Dale. All right, sounds good. Until next time. Go ahead, baby. Woo!